Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am LeVar, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful and lovely co-host, Mary. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Um... <laughs> you know, folks, I'm doing okay, but you always got to love it when technical issues arise right before showtime, and I will tell you... I had up all of my show topics for today, but I don't. I can remember them kind of offhand, so I'm going to go as best as I can through them. I will. I do remember our top story. Thank goodness I actually uh, rehearsed for the show, right? Um, <laughs> before I do, I just want to remind everybody that you can catch us on the web. You know, each week I kind of forget about this, and I forget to mention our website where we're at. We are, of course, at. Uh, Wix.com, PoweredByWix.com, and that is at uh, Wix.com forward slash BTR forward slash fan page, and there you're going to get the latest schedules as well as host bios. Mary's bio is now up, and um, <laughs> the links to where you can find us, including our uh, link at iTunes, and don't forget you can also catch us on Twitter at BTR and on Facebook at News and Comment Network Blog Talk Radio. So. With that, and because the rest of my computer is acting a jerk, I will go right to our first story, and that is involving actress um, Asheria Rai, and I'm pretty sure you've heard of her before, and I'm pretty sure you've seen her before, but uh, Asheria recently had a baby, and now that I'm pulling the story up, um, this from Us Weekly this week. She has been slammed in India for not losing her baby weight. Now, you know, we hear about this so often with celebs and their babies. And, you know, when it comes to criticism about a post-baby body, even the most beautiful woman in the world, it seems can't catch a break. Uh, She's a former Miss World and one of uh, Bollywood's biggest stars. And she gave birth last November to her daughter. And the film fans and blogs there in her native India uh, have gotten on her for not dropping her baby weight fast enough, with many arguing that the star, who's 38, has, quote, a duty to her supporters to keep up her image. Now, in a particularly cruel example of the harsh criticism that's being lobbied her way, a site has posted a video of the actress uh, juxtaposing uh, images of her pre- and post-baby overlaid with the sound of elephants trumpeting. Now, that clip has been viewed more than 500,000 times, and other sites have followed suit with similar view counts. And uh, according to uh, some who wrote on the site, it says she is a Bollywood actress, and it is her duty to look good and fit. Uh, Another suggested that she, quote, needs to learn from people like Victoria Beckham, who were back to size zero weeks after her delivery. And a columnist, uh, Shabbat Day, opened up to the New York Daily News about 
the vitriol that she faces. And he says, she is like a goddess. She is held up to the ideal of beauty, and so there is an expectation on her to look perfect at all times. He said, the role models being held up are Angelina Jolie and Victoria Beckham. This whole business of looking desperately skinny two weeks after giving birth is a Western import. Now, some commenters are rushed to the actress's defense, and, uh, and one reader wrote, not the Western belief of expecting people in the spotlight to lose all that weight in one month. Now, I know that you are a mother, and I know that after you read this, you were what? <laughs> Shocked and appalled. Um, yeah, it was It was like, really? I'm sorry. Not all of us. Now, now maybe she does have access to it because she is quote-unquote famous, but I know I don't have access to a trainer the day after I get home from the hospital. So I'm still working on some of my baby weight, and that's almost nine years later. No, I'm I'm lying. The baby weight's gone. It's the fat that stayed around. But still, I, I it's not a Western thing. It's not a, the U.S. thing. It's a everybody's being vain thing. It's not. It's I, it's I'm, I'm I'm very upset about it. You know, it, I'm gonna go and eat like a donut or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I saw this story, yeah, when I saw this story, I could not believe it. And I was like, yeah, it, it, to use the excuse that it's a Western import, no. We don't look at Victoria Beckham as a symbol. You know, we look at Angelina Jolie, but even then, when Angelina shows up with arms that are no bigger than a ballpoint pen, we talk about how concerned we are. So, no, it's not a Western import, you know. Uh, even remember back then about, um, I'm trying to think of another good example, you know, people used to always talk about Audrey Hepburn and how, you know, thin she was. It's, mm-hmm. You know, no, it's not a Western import. And the way that they want her to get back to is, you know, uh, early 2000s, you know, a sure way. And it's like, you know, she is happy right now with, you know, her child, give her time. And I just could not believe that even still there are people who take this stuff as if she has a duty. No, she doesn't have a duty. She has no duty to you. Her duty right now is to her daughter. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I could not believe that when I saw that. Studio could not believe. <laughs> um, how serious are you? Now, you are a jogger. You are a runner. Uh, you take your iPod with you when you go running? You take yes, anything you do. with you? Yeah, of course I do. There, <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a gentleman. Uh, his name is Dave Urban, a dynasty tattoo artist from New He has surgically implanted four magnets into his wrist. Why? Because he thought that it was basically a cool or unique way to hold his iPod Nano in place without a pesky wristband. Now, you can check out a video on Yahoo, but um, he also uh, revealed that he has patents for vibrating tattoos, which could be permanently attached to a person's body and used to alert them when they were receiving a phone call or a text message. Um, I'll rest it on you. Okay. To, uh, try to get something implanted so that you can hold on to your iPad or what have you not. <laughs> I don't know if I would do anything like that. The vibrating tattoos, I know I will not do. Because there are days when I put my phone away, like, I'm not going to answer that. 
I could, and not shut it off, because if I shut it off, then when I turn it on, everything vibrates for like 10 minutes. So let it do its thing and have its little alert. But, yeah, there are days when I just kind of stick it off to the side. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to know when you call me. I will get to you when I get to you. <laughs> but there are there are some interesting uses for that, I guess. I could always just be like, hey, give me a call. Depending on where the tattoo is placed. Wow. Yeah, I I think when we put too much stuff into our body here, it's it's asking a little bit too much here. Plus, you do not want to be standing next to that guy during a lightning storm. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you already got enough of a conductor going on there with him. But um, uh, no, I I'm am, serious. You know what? Maybe I would do that tattoo thing, and I just call everybody. And be like, will you call me right back? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer your call. Just, just let it ring. No, I don't want to answer your call. I just want you to call me. <laughs> just text me over and over and over again. Hi, that's all I want. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, uh, or yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just give everybody your we'll just give everybody your number, and you can just get one continuous call after another. But sometimes there is too much of a good thing. Remember that. <laughs> Speaking of, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get to that one in a second. But um, I want to, I want to get to this one because it is an age-old question that I have. And I read this article, and I sent this article to my wonderful co-host, and it comes from Galton.com, and it was uh, why men look at other women. Yes, and so this was written, of course, by a woman, not by a guy. And she asked the question, why do men look at other women when they have the lady of their dreams standing right beside them? And then she said, don't worry, ladies, it's much less heart-wrenching than you think, but yes, they they still need to quit it. So pretty much she says they don't need to do it at all. And then she says, you know, no one is perfect. And she uses Demi Moore as an, uh, an example, which uh, I'm not sure if that's the right example you want to use, but anyway, uh, she says, in quote, that guys have this wish fulfillment that they can create the perfect woman by piecing them together. Uh, what they do is look at the huge one girl and then places it on the tight butt of another, and then they take the perfect long tight legs of another girl and join it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah yeah yeah. But she goes on to say uh, how to stop the wandering eyes. She says, uh, "Does that give men the right to continue to gawk at other women? No. It's disrespectful to you and other women. The next time your man turns his head." Don't make a big production about it. Wait until you're not emotionally charged about it, and then calmly say, quote, I noticed that you looked over at that woman earlier today. I just want to let you know that it upsets me. It would make me happy if you wouldn't do that. Then she says, don't say anything more. You will most likely feel defensive about it, but also surprised that you aren't starting trouble over it. Watch his behavior change right before your eyes. Soon he'll be staring at you, and no other woman will matter. That is the biggest crock of BS I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Yay! I didn't have to say it. I didn't have to say what? it. Now, you as a woman, what did you think about that? I thought it was the biggest crock of BS as well. I, okay. <laughs> I see where she's coming from with the piecing together a puzzle of the perfect person. Did I do that? I'd like the shoulders of this. I'd like, I mean, come on. We all have lists of people, and don't lie. Think about it. You have a list. 
if that person showed up at your door, you'd be like, heck yeah, anytime. Drop whatever I'm doing, I'm gone. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I mean, I can appreciate a good-looking man. I can appreciate a good-looking woman. Um, if Charlize Theron, or however you say her last name, Theron, showed up at my door and said, I want to be a lesbian and I want you as my partner, I'd be like, heck yeah, let's go. She's beautiful. But <clears throat> in the same token, just because I can appreciate it, I'm not also, I'm not sitting there drooling over it. If I'm with someone and a beautiful woman in a tight lacy top that's low cut and shows off some nice cleavage and has a, you know, booty shorts on and some high heels and she's looking very sexy and feeling very sexy today, she wants people to look at her. And if mm-hmm. my man, who is sitting across from me at the table while we're at an outdoor cafe, glances over and sees her and that makes her feel better, fine. Does not bother me. Now, if he turns and he stares and loses conversation with me, then it bothers me. So, but, but, I mean, everybody how looks. You, but how would I mean, hey. how, you? How do you? How would you handle that? I mean, what? Her? We both agreed that her stuff is BS. Now, it does bother some women. Right. What would be your suggestion to these women on how to handle it? I know we're saying this is well, BS. I mean, her, her suggestion to handle it was okay to a point. Do, do not cause a scene. That's a good thing. You don't want to cause a scene. Um, do calm down. Don't be emotionally charged when you bring it up. But then on the same token, use the same I, – I, I call it the stripper rule. Use the stripper rule. You can look, but you can't touch. If you're drooling and you lose contact with me, that's touching. Okay, I know that's not really, but it is. And then and lay it out for them. You have to set your boundaries, and you have to be a strong person in your own right to set those boundaries, but not to be emotionally charged about it. The problem I'm coming up against is it upsets me, and I don't want you to do it again. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going to look. We go to movies. We watch TV. Do you really watch it for the story? Half the time, no. Hell, I used to watch a show just because of the eye candy. The show stunk. It was eye candy, and I was fully admitting that to any person that asked me, why do you watch the show, eye candy? <laughs> that's that man on there? Hot. But now that's my to, eye candy. Look, that's my half hour of eye candy a night. We all look. But now, well, I want to put the question on you here, though. Now, women look at guys. I see women Google with guys and, you know, uh, glare Ooh, guys, especially when, yeah. especially when they're running throughout the summer and they don't wear their shirts and they've got like the six pack oh, guys going on. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you don't see, Sorry. and you don't see guys saying, "Honey, why are you looking at that guy? It upsets me so." You know, it's like so. <laughs> why is it, it a double standard here? Because, yeah, it does bother some men because then they start to look at themselves and then they're like, well, she's looking at that guy. He's got a six-pack and I don't have a six-pack. But the thing is, is that you don't see us making that big of a deal out of it because we know at the end of the day, you know. I'd rather have the case than a six-pack. Six we know at the end of the day, you're not going home with a six-pack guy. You're coming home with us, you know. Right. Now, we may kind of feel a little like, you know, um, that's what she wants and then we feel a little self-conscious, but – it's it's not as bad, I think, as women, but it's it's like I, I guess even as a guy, I think that's going to happen. I mean, it pretty much it's going to happen. Now, the one asterisk I'll put with that is that if you are with my co-host, that's not going to happen because all your attention will be on her. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> but it will happen with guys. Ladies, you might as well get over this now because if we are out, we are going to look. But just because we look does not mean that we want to go sleep with that woman because at the end of the day, ladies, if he is still coming home to you and he is still him and he is still doing the things that he is doing and he has not changed, everybody looks. Give him a break. I've seen seen 70-year-old guys who I know have wives at home flirt with the 40-year-old girls that still look, or the the 30-year-old girls at the... Yeah, I went to a... a Are you kidding me? I still have people flirting with me that have been married for 40 years. Yes! And, like, it still happens. But you know what? Those older women, (laughs) they already know their man is coming home to them. And at the end of the day, hey, if if they get a little kick in the engine from that, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> there's, a, there's that. But there's what? also the foundation. It comes back to having that foundation. If you're going to have that kind of relationship with somebody, you have to be able to talk to them and, and set your boundaries. If you don't set them early, then they're never going to know. So you can't say at the beginning when they're all flirting and being great and, and talking with everybody, and oh, he's so great, he talks with everybody, and then have it bother you later. You cannot have that happen. If it bothers you that much, you need to lay that out first thing. Because if a guy's going to be like, well, I look, though. You know, I'm not saying that. And if you can't work through that together, then there's no reason that you two should be together. If it's going to bother you that much. Does it bother me sometimes? Absolutely. I have the same kind of self-conscious questions in my head when the person I'm with looks across the table and looks at that one woman that walks through with the sexy high heels and the, the everything's where it's supposed to be and gravity hasn't taken hold and there's no child that's ruined your body. Oh, Not that Morgan God. has ruined my body, but <laughs> you get where I'm going with this. It's You do the yep. same thing. I may want the, the, I might want the pony keg. I might want the keg. I may not want the six-pack, but the six-pack's still nice to look at. I ain't going to lie. But the same thing goes for women. I'm sorry, you may not want the triple F, you know, 32 triple F bosom. You may only want a B cup. <laughs> but it's still fun to look at. <laughs> We're lookers. That's what we do. We look at people and we put to be we put our little pieces together. Women read novels, they watch TV shows, they watch movies, they have their ideal in their head. If you can get your ideal, congratulations. I'm not looking no. for perfection. I'm looking for that's close enough. And I'm okay well, with that's close enough. Yeah, it's like we all still look. Get over it. Get over it, people. <laughs> well, this next story I'm going to have to uh, slap a mature tag on. Now, we're all adults here, but we're going to talk about something here. Because this is a question that I usually bring up. Well, sometimes I might bring up if I have one of my... Adult star friends stop by, but um, this article came from the stir on Yahoo, and it was a uh, person who was writing about an article. Well, I guess the other day they stumbled across an article on CNN discussing the other male problem, which, of course, was premature ejaculation, and we can't hold on longer than a minute. And while it's its own nightmare, the idea that women want long, all-night sex sessions is simply just outdated and wrong. And According to this article, he says women talk, and most of what he hears from his friends and himself is that 10 to 15 minutes of actual intercourse is plenty. And 
Did he say, uh, I think this is a, uh, uh, I think it was a woman. Yeah, it sounds like a woman now. But uh, it says, and then, of course, it says that uh, this is sure we want foreplay romance and cuddling after, but a man who can last 10 minutes is usually right on target. This is yet, if you talk to men, you get something uh, different entirely. And uh, the woman goes on to say, you know, we do get sore, we get bored, and for many women, 10 minutes is enough to hit their orgasm. So anything after that just feels a little like overkill and may result in boredom and soreness. If you can get an orgasm, you've done your job, good sir. You can stop now. <laughs> I um, that. <laughs> um, it is besides, usually even all night sex has had some periods of rest. Think multiple times over one time that last three hours. It says, end quote, our vaginas need some rest, dudes. Chafing is a very real problem. <laughs> so, that puts out the question that I'm going to put out there today. You as a woman... Um, what is the adequate time for a romp in the boudoir? <laughs> uh, the romp between the sheets would be, I, attendance seems a little short. Then again, when it comes to that, time kind of slips away, so I can't tell you what 10 minutes is if I am involved. If it is a very good romp, however long it takes. <laughs> however long it takes. <laughs> I don't like putting the time limit on it. Um, I will say that of the quote-unquote all-night sessions, which I have not had an all-night session ever. <laughs> like, I'm really trying to think hard on this one. Wow. Um, I have had long sessions. We'll do it that way. I've had very long sessions where... It's true. There are periods of rest. It's it's cuddling. It's kissing. It's touching. It's it's holding. There's there's talking. There's laughing. There's there's things that happen that is not actual intercourse. So the actual intercourse being short is quite possible. What I think men get mixed up with is that women want intercourse all night long, and they don't. They want an all night feast basically. They want, at least this is how I feel, I want to be explored, adored, and then used and abused. You know, I, <laughs> as bad as nothing, that nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with a hungry man dinner. But, no. um, <laughs> exactly. I don't want a microwave meal, but I don't need to have a seven-course meal either. You know, I don't have to have it be ten hours. But <laughs> I know that um, well. Any an erection lasting more than four hours, you need to contact the hospital. So yeah, pretty, pretty I also much, yeah. understand that you need to, according to the warning labels, um, that you need to rest as well. So there's the actual the actual intercourse, like specifically intercourse. It doesn't have to be that long. You're absolutely correct. Um, so it should there be, I mean, because that's I think what guys worry about because it's like they don't want to go five minutes because then it's kind of like, ooh, and then it's like if they go 10, then they don't think it's long enough. If they go 15, you know, it's still, uh, you know, they hear these stories, and I think where guys get messed up here, and I'll, I'll be quick, but I think where guys get messed up is that they watch these adult films, and they might see a scene that might go 30 minutes. But you got to remember, in that 30-minute scene, there was a lot of, uh, 
you got to figure out, and I, I think I timed it once. Five minutes of it was foreplay. Ten minutes of it was the female uh, uh, buffering to the next phase. Um, then the gentleman buffering to the next phase. And it pretty much was probably only 10, 12 minutes of an actual sex scene. Mm-hmm. So that 10 to 15 minutes is pretty much on target. I've never seen a film in which, you know, somebody goes at it for about an hour. I mean, not without stopping, not without uh, doing this and doing that. Yeah, I, I I think pretty much, you know, as long as both parties are satisfied, as long as both, you know, can appease each other, you, you don't even exactly. That's exactly it, and that's what it is. It's not. That's why I said as long as it takes. That's how long it takes. You know, if it's only five minutes and you only have time for five minutes, or you only want to do five minutes, or that person's gotten you so excited in the adoring and exploring par- portion of the activities that you've been doing that it only takes you five minutes, that's fine. Because the rest of it is what we're looking at. Women are a lot more sensual creatures than men are sometimes. Men like to, you know, just. It's like shopping. Get in, get out, get done, you know, whereas women will try on things. They will, you know, oh, well, I don't like that color, or I'll do, they like to take their time. Yeah. Same in the bedroom. Yep. Well, we only got a couple of minutes left, so I want to get to uh, this week's Bavar Files. And this one was actually something that I could not believe when I first read it, but uh, it is true. It says, you probably know of Epic Mealtime thanks to their Epic YouTube videos where thousands upon thousands of calories are consumed in one sitting. Now, it could be painful to watch, but now the guys behind Epic Mealtime now have started yet another unnecessary business venture, Whiskey Lube. Yes, there's now a personal lubricant containing a whiskey that was aged for four years in hard oak cask, and according to press materials, it is the gold standard of booze-flavored personal lubricants. This is we're not exactly sure how competitive the booze-flavored personal lubricant category is, but kudos to them for finding a product that now grosses us out more than their web series. It is available. It is $12, and yes, if you want to know the name of it, it is called um, Whiskey, the short-term word for Richard. And that is what it's called. So, yes, there is now a whiskey-flavored lube. So I guess the next time you feel like you guess want to get drunk when you start to do whatever, you now have an extra reason to use some lube to get drunk. <laughs> now, I wonder if you just drink the lube <laughs> you actually will get drunk. <laughs> I don't know. Is there an alcohol content, and do you have to be I, 21 I, to buy it? I guess, you know, I guess there is. Uh, the thing is, that, what if you just drink the lube? Is that like... <laughs> I don't know. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes there, but um, I do want to let everyone know that next week we will uh, be taking a break. Uh, we will join you back here two weeks from now on June 1st. So you won't be without us. You, you know, you won't have us next week. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Sad. Lavar got sick of hearing me. No. No, no, no. Um, taking Hi, a little of a vacation Personal here. Personal hiatus. But, uh, yes, no, it's not. I wouldn't call it hiatus. Hiatus is a long time. I think uh, it's a short little vacation. Uh, and then when we come back, the countdown will begin uh, as to uh, we'll start to lead down to a special number of uh, shows here for my wonderful co-hosts. But 90 seconds left. Any shout-outs this week? 
Uh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> think about that one, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's double eight. No, I don't have one. Not this week. Yep. Next week I'll come up with some. Well, we Thank you to the Magic Wand yeah. Company, Hitachi. No, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one. Fictional <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Copyright of our um, Evans. 2012. Yes, 2012. Yes, all copyrights are mine. But the clock on the wall is telling us we are out of time. So for Mary, I am LeVar. We will see you two weeks from today, June 1st, everyone. Have a wonderful Memorial Day holiday, and we will see you in June. Bye, everybody. Peace out.